Hey, so hello everyone, and welcome back to the Young Horologist podcast, number two, number episode two. This is, but with a third person. Exactly, exactly. Exciting news. Yes. Not only am I joined across the table by Mr. Callumore. Hello, I'm uh, I'm excellent. We're also joined by our third member, Mr. Ilkay yeah, it's me. How are you doing? Yeah, all right, man. How are you? It re- feels really good to be here. I felt a lot of uh, FOMO last week when awesome. uh, I wasn't part of that podcast. I could I understand that. Yeah, no, I, you got you guys seemed like you had way too much fun without me. It's it's not right. It was yeah. quite fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We tried not to have too much fun, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was t- it was tough. Felix needed yeah. piss like the entire time as well. I was sitting there. I was sitting there shaking quite a lot. The nice thing about having three of us is I think we can take you know piss breaks. That's uh, true. Yeah, it's a very see. I'm saved. Happy days. Yeah. I can pee. Yeah. At my leisure. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, no, I'm really happy to be a part of the podcast. And, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed writing articles and, you know, being one of the co-founders of the Young Horologist. But uh, this, I think this is our, the next step for us. I think this is something we're going to really focus on building and creating a really cool podcast for people into the, into watches. I, uh, I agree entirely. I think the articles appeal to to nerds particularly, um, people who are very dedicated to sort of reading up in their spare time. I think the podcast is more of a case of that. that when we, when I listened back to the first one, I was on the bus from a meeting in, it was about a 40 minute journey and I just listened to the You were on a bus? Yeah, look, wow. look, the two, oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> from from where I was, the tubes were just like it. it just wasn't very efficient, so I was like, oh, just get a book. Fucking hell! Get a new Jesus, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, okay, let's all. You're right. Here, right? <laughs> it must beam, be a Seiko beam, thing. Beam through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just gonna get into it right right away. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'll hold. I'll hold back. I'll hold look, back. look. I feel. I feel like you're gonna buy a Grand Seiko. You've got to be the opposite way. Because you've got to justify buying something that Look, the girls if you buy... that Ilkai goes clubbing with won't recognise. No. I feel like something <laughs> girls go clubbing with know what Daytona looks like. Where they don't know what a Grand Seiko uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, you'll, be in the, you, you, you'll, you'll be wearing that Grand Seiko just like, uh, and people just look at that like, what the fuck is that? Is that Casio? Is that, you know, yeah. is that a yeah. Seiko? Is that 200 quid Seiko? No, yeah, no. Exactly, yeah. they, they, they probably, most people when they see Seiko, they think, like, oh, it's 300, 200. Yeah. Exactly. watch yeah. um but that uh, gmt i was playing with the other day it was like four and a half grand yeah it was so you're, yeah. you're spending i mean like all the submariner money on 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 a CK well well we're gonna a... get into submariner money because uh that, that's one of the topics we have for today but uh, it is true just it's just true. uh yeah, you know, just to sort of get the conversation going. Let's uh, let's have a little wrist check. Uh, what's, what's everyone wearing? Oh, I was wearing just thinking to... the same thing. Felix is what? devastated. Yeah, Felix way. always wants to tell us in the morning in the group chat, like, "Oh, lads, today I haven't right. worn my sub. I'm wearing the Seiko." <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, it's like Felix says that as if he's gone to work naked. It feels like. <laughs> I think if he did go about watch, it might just be as trouble. F- F- mate, it was. If Last Felix weekend. went to work naked and still had his submariner, I reckon he wouldn't say a thing. I think he'd feel <laughs> normal. Yeah, everyone would be like, morning. 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 Oh, he's wearing a sub. It's fine. Genuinely, no though, worries. last Sunday, I went the whole day without wearing a watch. That is weird. That is fucked really up. Weird. I left yeah, that's weird. And yeah. I was like, this isn't right. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm sat in on a Sunday, literally not leaving the house, I'll probably wear two different watches. Just at, at long time. It's like every single watch you <laughs> It's a very Maradona thing to do. Diego yeah, no, Maradona. Honestly, yeah. if, you, if you look 
so last night I didn't do anything or go out. And as a result, I just got all my WhatsApp and just played with them all, like a child, playing with like, mm. Bionics. Yeah. And uh, they're all still there on my table. So it's like oh, awesome. my last podcast. If anyone's listening to this, I live in Edinburgh. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in that vein, Ilkai, why don't you start us off? What are you, what are you wearing? Uh, I'm wearing a Fitbit Charge 2 right now. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, that's and, the end of my, that's yeah, the end of my recording. Right, and, that's... and I'm going to click this button and remove Ilkai from the recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just come back from exercising. So, yeah, it helps me track the calories. But, uh, I mean, my weekend watch is really my, uh, is my Tudor Black Shield, uh, the, which, I, which I really like as a sort of informal watch, a watch that I wear when I'm going out or, you know, out for dinner, just chilling during the weekends in the T-shirt, you know, jeans sort of outfit. Uh, Because I feel like the watch is really, it's a really cool, cool watch. I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like these Bamfords, you know, I I know a lot of people look down on those. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like these Titan black watches. But it's, you know, it's made by the actual factory, by Tudor, you know, which is on the Rolex SA. And it's really cool. I think it's really like it was really experimental on their end to do something like, like a PVD watch. Mm. And this and this watch, I've been, I've, uh, my dad got it for me actually when I first started uni. And uh, since I got it like around you know 2015. Yeah, so and, it, yeah. And there's not a single scratch on it. I mean, because of that PVD technology, I mean, it's just great. Um, so I mean, it, it still feels like a brand new watch. Uh, all these years later, awesome. and it's been, and, it, and I've and I've bumped, I've like dropped it, I've like hit it around by mistake, of course. But it's uh, you know a lot of a lot of steel watches, you you know you go through that process with them, and it builds a bit of character. This one just feels like new all the time. Mm. But nice, I think nice. it's no, it's it's a, it's a nice watch, and like you know people who don't know sort of just see it and they think you know is that a, like a you know is that Daytona that's you know being blacked out or is it. Yeah. Uh, or it's just a it's just a fake watch, <laughs> but <laughs> but because uh, you know a lot of people don't, aren't aware about you know Tudor doing all these cool sort of uh, ideas like prototype style watches. Sure. Uh, uh, so it's it's a really cool weekend watch, and I'll be wearing that uh, in the next few hours. Excellent. After this podcast, yeah. Cool, cool. What what were you guys? Well. Currently, I'm uh, I'm wearing something that I was explaining to Felix has been a controversial point for me for a while. Where basically this watch I've come so close to selling a few times, but then every all right, time, mate, just tell us what watch is this. It's, 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 it's the it's the it's the chrono stop. Is, is what it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's the mate, chrono stop. Oh, mate, yeah, we have that. 51 minutes left. Yeah, on this recording. <laughs> but uh, it's the uh, it's the chrono stop. Basically, because it's so mint, and it's I just want to respect it in the way that I keep it in that condition. I just I don't wear it that much. And then what I did is I bought a different strap for it. And right. the whole appeal of it suddenly changes when it hasn't got the integrated mesh bracelet. Like right, right. now, it's so cool. It looks like, as I said no. before, it looks like something that in the 70s they designed thinking, oh, this is what the future will look like. It'll be all steel and all kind of matte and all kind of cool. And that's, and that's why I love it so much. And, but um, I think that's exactly what it is, man. I really yeah. think that's exactly what it is. I, I mean. I agree. It's such a cool watch. It's it's like a it's a real racing you know watch that I think was worn in that era. Yeah. Um, yeah the cro- the cro- the Chrono Stop is just it just it just looks cool. It looks like a watch you know that they'd use in like the Le Mans races and yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't think you should sell it to be honest. I, I think, think that. I don't, I don't 
I don't think it's worth it. I I reckon it's it's probably one of those pieces you're better off keeping. Yeah, uh, I think like what your I'm tag do is get into a position where I will own uh, the Seamaster. I'll own an older Speedmaster, like a '90s one, and then this, and I'll just be like, well, I've done it. I've got all the Amigas I want. Yeah, and exactly. Now I'll just yeah. start wasting my money on something else. Yeah, Grand Seiko. <laughs> Grand Seiko. Yeah. yeah, decisive. Oh God. Is Grand Seiko here Hong Kong once? Because obviously it's in that part of the world. Oh yeah, I mean it is, but like no one takes it. Oh okay, look, I'd be looking more into Seiko. All right, let's just jump into it, guys. Fuck it. Uh, let's just let's just talk about Seiko yeah, for a let's minute. Yeah, let's do it. Let's all right, do it. all right. Okay. We all want to. So here. No, well I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll still speak about it. Um, you know, my relationship with Seiko has been. Less than favorable, not because I don't like the brand, but it's because I'm not so educated on the brand. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I think my time chatting to Cal and Felix, I mean, you both of you guys, and it's really, it's really sort of opened my eyes to the brand a bit more and, uh, you know, sort of growing a different type of appreciation for it uh, and the craftsmanship. And it's obviously not a Swiss brand, so that's always, you know, in the watch, in the watch scene, you feel like, that doesn't uh, sometimes doesn't do it for you if it's not a Swiss brand. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I think I think the way Seiko has been approaching, like especially the Grand Seiko, that new was the nine S movement. That's that's that. What, what is what is? Am I am I am I on the right track, guys? Yeah, that's Seiko the um, uh, it's the nine S, the spring drive. It's 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 all right. We're all. I don't actually, very, I don't actually know the grand scene. All right. Okay. So <laughs> we all know fuck all. Right. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, know the, I know the the Seiko Five. You've got okay. Seven S two six, which is like right. the base cheaper movement, and then the Prasars range in the ones that are in like um like the Turtles and the Sars and all that is the um six four something else. Yeah. And that's and I the think... better, that's the hacking movement one. Um, All right, and that's a far better movement. Okay, so conveniently, yeah. as we are talking about Seiko and wondering about the movement, I happen to have on my dining table a a book, a little magazine book that we got on Wednesday night, which is a history of Grand Seiko in ten chapters. And at the back, it goes into a bit about the nine series movement. And the nine series movement movement is their eight day power reserve. Yeah, spring drive. Spring yes, drive. I'll, I'll... I'll just interrupt quickly. I was I was reading about that movement uh, the other day. And I mean, I think the way Seiko's been approaching it is like, they really want, with the Grand Seiko, they really want to become like master craftsmen, like yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in creating that movement with all these different components. They really, that watch is really about the craftsmanship that goes behind it. So I and think- That's why I like Grand Seiko so much. I think, they, and, they I think, go for it. and I think when you look at the value prop in that sense, uh, it's great value because what, what? How much is it? Four or five thousand pounds? Yeah, something like that, I think. I but mean, like, you're going to be getting it for three. So yeah, but if you think about it, like think about another brand that goes into that much depth for that movement. You're looking at Patek. You're, you're yeah. thinking about you think about AP. You think about these kind of brands that really, or like some IW's in-house movements that really like yeah, yeah. really focus on the or along a that really focus on the the craftsmanship side. Uh, but then you're paying a huge premium to get that. To get that workmanship, and even, I think even Panoi had that eight-day power reserve. That's yeah, still going to be like seven, eight grand. Yeah, if not. More. I guess, I, I guess the the in terms of value, the the, the comparable Swiss brand, it's not Rolex at all because the the quality of their movements isn't the same. The closest you're going to get Swiss for the same price as Amiga. Really? Oh yeah, but 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 they're still not in the same. No, it's not the same league. Um, 
and it's not it's not the same type. I mean, so I think if you're a watch purist, if you're a purist, if you're a guy who really cares about the craftsmanship, hmm. I think that then these these Grand Seikos are incredible. Like they're really cool watches. Correct. I think um, it's really cool. And like I think if you wear a Grand Seiko and you're in the right circles where people really know about it, uh, you you kind of get a look like wow, this you know this this bloke definitely. Uh, understands it, understands the game. No, yeah, that, that's, uh, it. That, that's, that's yeah. exactly what the other night was. Like it was all a load of nerds all standing in a circle, jerking each other off in the one place. They're getting the two handles. Yeah, yeah. And Shandy sent it was. But that's but that's the thing though. Like Grand Seiko, in recent years they have gone from not really being talked about to huge. Like, and, and that is because people are just talking about them and they're being exposed to more. Like in think how big they're going to be in. Five ten years. I think the fact that they're going into uh, what's in Switzerland in Regent Street and doing all that and putting money into hosting these events shows that they're trying to break into the European market. Yeah, I think I think in terms of that, I think that's what they really need to do. I think the press surrounding Grand Seiko. I mean, I just Seiko needs to make that Grand Seiko look like a really cool watch. Like yeah. it needs. I don't yeah, know how definitely. they're gonna do that. I, I, I mean, you know, the older Sarbs and, and these are all very cool watches and they have their own unique selling points. But I think with the Grand Seiko, because you, you're like in a completely different range. You're looking at uh, a different type of movement, a different type of craftsmanship, different type of price range. Yeah. I think the marketing has to be, you know, just uh, very strategic on Seiko's end to really give it the right brand image. So if you want to really increase the numbers that are sold, I mean, if that's their intention. But uh, at the end of the day, that's the problem. I, I wonder if it's not their, their marketing is horrendous. It's crap. Yeah, but I wonder if they're not that bothered about the mass appeal. I, at the end of the day, Seiko... I think they might not be. I think they might not be because they're not making all the money from this, the Grand Seiko. It's yeah. kind of just like a show-off thing, you know. It's like yeah, that's what you I mean. know, we it's can like, we can also do this. Yeah, it's like Bugatti, the Volkswagen. It's like yeah, I feel like yeah, they're probably Seiko's losing money. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Seiko is <laughs> so massive that they just don't care. And they may be doing this to, yeah, show off their capabilities. In, um, and, and what interesting point when you say about that, trying to get it into the right image um, from the watch community. The fact that Grand Seiko, uh, the fact that Hedinki blow hot air up the arse of Grand Seiko pretty much every day. <laughs> but are they getting paid to do that? Well, they're getting paid to do it, but that's, that's, uh. that's what I mean. So, Grand Seiko clearly done the right thing and be like, right, okay, let's approach Hedinki where all the proper purists just listen to it. As soon as you get Ben Clymer and Jack Foster's being like, "Oh, these are these are some of the best best value propositions in terms of like really high end movements and stuff," everyone's going to be like, "Oh, wow, well they think that. Well, it must be true." Exactly. And I think it's probably yeah. quite a smart thing to do. To be completely yeah, honest. absolutely. I mean, I there's mean, a lot of marketing behind it. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, uh, percent. Uh, but I mean, as 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 you know, uh, as far as it goes, it's it's a it's a really good watch. Like regardless of. Regardless of any marketing or, or any sort of brand image, any cost associated yeah. with it, it's just it's just a good like the way the the way that watch looks and feels and the 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 hours put into each making each one. I think it's really cool. Uh, and, seen... and by the way, Seiko is not sponsored this podcast. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and if they later want to, please, yeah, yeah. we are ready to sell out at any yeah. minute. Yeah. This yeah. this as podcast. Long as you can provide us with a sar beach as a minimum, then we'll say whatever you want to. 
we would well, do, you, I, would I found li- something above the SAR. You know what I told you? I found something in the no. SARS raids that's less thought about. This could be SARS. Yeah, 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 yeah. In everyone I'm on all like the yeah. proper, really creepy, nerdy, secret websites, they're yeah. all absolutely like, no, this is the one. Well, it's like 600 quid. And with the SARS, yeah, 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 but, yeah, but if you think about it, as we were saying, what was it last week? I found um, I found some SARS on Amazon new going for about 600 quid. Yeah, yeah. With the way they go. Oh, so it's going insane. up in value. Oh, massively, yeah, because for some reason Sacred have discontinued them. Well, yeah. I don't know, they fell over and hit the head or something. Yeah. I mean, the thing, what you've got to think about Sacred Grants is it's so massive. It's literally like the size of Rolex, it's not bigger. Oh, yeah. So I I think they. It just doesn't have the market pool because it's. Well, it's interesting you've got that you say in Hong Kong it's not a big deal because. Purely... No, it, it, no, it is. It is a bit. A Seiko is a big deal in Hong Kong. It's yes, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, of course you see Grand Seikos everywhere. But I mean, I don't like at least in the collector circles. Like when I'm, I've noticed, it's not a, like a, it's not a common sight. And I don't think it is any in most circles. But it's no, no, uh, no it's no. it's it's uh no. I think it, it it has a place in every collection pretty much. I mean, I think as a cool Japanese, really. Well-made watch, and I, and you know it's funny you make that Rolex comparison in terms of size. I think Seiko and Rolex are very comparable in many ways, uh, in terms of uh, you know as a brand how they are, because they both really care about quality. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and whatever watch they make, I mean, I know Seiko has a much cheaper range, uh, but they both uh, really care about the watch being really precise and uh, and you know the technology they implement being quite standardized and they like to appeal to mass market but they do that so these kind of watches are quite accessible uh yeah well everything new that Rolex has brought out is not being accessible okay wait, like wait, 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 wait that, that is the next topic i am yeah. <laughs> i am pissed i am no 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 i am gonna call some people out I'm good i'm gonna go onto the rolex website and look at all the board members and call, start calling them all out because <laughs> This is a bit of a piss take. What's going on? Should we just jump into it? Because so, I'm ready to go. Actually, if you can, so I've just got to find a photo that perfectly illustrates right. the whole Rolex bullshit. So. Yeah, right. So with Rolex, I think there's some really cool watches. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've, in recent times, I've fallen in love with way too many Rolexes that have come out in the past year or two years. I mean, I, I am like a huge fan. Of the oh, of course, the new Pepsi GMT Master. Uh, I mean, with the Jubilee Brazil, I love that. Oh yeah, you mean the one that isn't actually technically a Pepsi because it's purple and yeah, well, well, we have to call it the Pepsi because that's the closest they're gonna do for the next ten years probably because they they deprived us of one for uh, since 1997. But uh, then you've got Daytona and steel um, in 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 ceramic with ceramic bezel. You've got the Sky Dweller in steel, which is amazing. Yeah. You've got the amazing. new chocolate GMT Master in, uh, what you call it, uh, with a bi- bi-metal, like, you know, two-tone gold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, and these are really cool watches. You've got, uh, and, you know, of course, you've always had the Batman. And uh, now even subs. Like, l- let me tell you something. All these steel Rolexes, GMT Masters, uh, subs, Daytonas, I mean, they're all gone up in value. Like, you can't oh, yeah. buy them retailing anymore. It's ridiculous. The demand is so high. Uh, I mean, in Hong Kong, I mean, 
I'm looking at subs, right? Like just normal subs. Felix, your sub, how much did yeah. you get it for? It was like six grand? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, around that. Well, I'm looking at the same watch in Hong Kong now. It's going for eight grand. You can't find yeah, it here anymore yeah, yeah. for Not a brand new one. Yeah, well, it's from a reseller, from a reseller selling it brand new. Uh, I mean, wow. at least in Asia, I don't know the market case in the, in Europe. Maybe completely different. But the Asian market right now, there's a huge demand of Batmans are going for, well, like 110,000 Hong Kong dollars, 220,000 Hong Kong dollars. So that's 11 pounds. to 12,000 pounds. Yeah. That's double Man. the value. Well, yes, because our friend yeah. um, Adrian Barking Jack, he bought a a Batman recently as an investment piece and he just keeps it in the safety deposit box and it, yeah it's gone up it's basically yeah because they, dis- they discontinued up. it I mean yeah. I walked into Rolex the other day and I told the bloke uh, um, you know do you think you can put me on the wait list for one of these uh, you know Daytonas or you know Biometal uh, GMT Master 2 or the Pepsi or I literally gave him the whole steel range yeah. <laughs> and then I just he, want anything, the, please. I just waitlist for anything because you know waitlists apparently do exist. And he and the bloke starts laughing. It's like he was like telling me he can't even get on the waitlist. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. so like why would he put me on the waitlist? I'm just there thinking like, Jesus. I mean this this kind of goes against what Rolex is all about. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I want to tell. I want to speak to someone Rolex. I'm like, okay, if you're gonna, okay, your movements are really reliable and good. But they're not very complex. They're not. No. There's not a lot of workmanship. You're doing mass um, market appeal movements. I mean, and, I mean, that's one. Sorry, Karen. Oh, sorry. I'm just going on a bit of a rant here. Okay. Uh, they're making these mass market movements that don't cost them very much to make. Mm. Uh, so I mean, I don't know if the if they're restricting supply. They'll never really uh, uh like be very open about this. No, we don't know how how much supply they're restricting. And do they trying to create a hype and they know what the market sentiment is? Or if there's literally way too much demand that they can't keep up with it. But I think Rolex can keep up with it because yeah. instead of making, you know, that, you know, the, 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 the 36 millimeter, the bimetal with diamonds that only about eight people in Indonesia are going to buy. Uh, <laughs> how about you make about 20 more GMT masters, please? Exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> Well, or, or, get, or get rid of most of the Cellini line and replace the production of those with oh, steels. Oh, I literally don't know why they did that. I, like, who gives who Obama apart from Obama? Who, who, who bought one? Obama. Obama. He wears, um, Obama? Yeah, yeah, when he yeah. retired, he, he, oh, he bought a Cellini like, immediately. Oh, that's, like, who, oh, that's, that's a, it's a classy watch, though. But yeah, I don't yeah, know why they did that. It is to be fair, but if you want a classy Rolex, buy a president or, like, you know. Absolutely. Or if I'm going to get it, like... The Cellini. I'm, I want a. I won't. I won't do it. I'll rather get Carl Trouble. I rather find. Oh, yeah. I take. I mean, <laughs> like because because honestly, uh, I shouldn't be wearing a time only like Rolex that looks like that. Uh, no. Yeah. And paying that much money. Yeah. Exactly. I should be looking at Patek for that kind of watch. Do you think? Do you think what it is is in response to the whole Swiss world being quite afraid of what's going to happen in the next few years that they're basically. You mean Brexit. Rash- what? <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding, yeah. But yeah, the whole idea like the, the watch market they reckon is dying thanks to thanks to um, smartwatches and all the rest of it. Do you reckon they're still restricting supply in an attempt to keep the market um, 
So, you know, keep the demand and the hype around them so they can survive. I, I think it's kind of two ways. I think they're not necessarily threatened by like the emergence of digital and smart watches. I don't no. think because I think the, 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 the market that always buys luxury watches will always exist. Yeah. But, oh, I, yeah, think, but I think the market, the, 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 the landscape is so competitive now. You have, you know, IWC doing so well. You have Panerai doing so well. You have... Uh, Am I doing you, that well? Uh, you know, every banker in the world ha- owns a Panerai. Yeah, but also they have no taste. So that yeah, absolutely. No, no, exactly. So, uh, you know... They, yeah, true. Pan- the, Panerai the is still... There. I mean, if you walk into any trading floor, all they have are Panerais and Hermes ties. I mean... Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that is that is just you know the the, the standard think, there. So I don't. So, I, mean, I think, I don't think they, they'd they'd had... to the bank and work there if you didn't have that combination. I think yeah. that's probably part of the end. But Max works for Goldman, so he doesn't wear a tie and owns a vintage Rolex. So where does he fit into that? Yeah, but Rose. Max also <laughs> has been. Max also is like doing. <laughs> I don't know what Goldman Sachs is doing. He's, he's an equities guy, so he's, he oh yeah, they're short. To... They're just they're, they're shorting every stock. Yeah. The um the interesting thing I saw about this, so I don't know if you guys follow him, but I follow a guy called the Wrong Wrist on Instagram. He's the guy that just buys like he he's got into collecting swatches recently because he's I got an insane collection. So he he's he's now like a big swatch collector guy. Does, but does he no put a no, I, was, I, what just, what, I just said what? I only follow the right wrist. No. Oh god, All right, man. <laughs> well. I mean, you tried. That's the important thing. You tried. Yeah. And basically, so he, he he did a bit of a random. Thanks, Ben Climber. <laughs> he did um, good joke. He did uh, a story about this about this issue of holding stock, but with brands in general. But I'm just going to paraphrase it and replace brands with Rolex. But he just said Rolex should cut the crap. They can't fool consumers anymore. Blocking waiting lists and selling first to dealers. Here's an idea for you why don't you sell all new releases in auction houses and have all of the big egos spend tons of money which goes directly to them and then spend that money producing what all of the consumers want at a more reasonable price because you've still made the money but then you can yeah. invest it to then keep us all happy why wouldn't they just do that then they could up their production of steel sports watches still make the same amount of money everyone's happy mm, it is true science yeah Brought to you by the young virologists. Economics. Yeah, well, it's a tough thing because, you know, I'd really love to have these watches accessible. But, like, you also look at the value. Like, do I really want to pay double the price of a, of a GMT Master uh, now and we have like a guarantee that this value will remain. We don't know what the market sentiment is going to be yeah. uh, ten, ten years from now. <laughs> they might up up supply so much that the value goes down uh, in a few years. Mm. Then all the people who spent buying at resale because they're so in love with the watch are like super uh, kind of disadvantaged in that sense. Uh, it's yeah, no, it's it's not it's not a great because I think. And this argument kind of only applies to Rolex, if I'm honest with you. Any other brand, mm. they're not... Because their, their value prop is not what Rolex's value prop is. But if Rolex is saying, Here's our, here are amazing watches, and we're going to make it 20 million of them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah I mean, that's I think, good yeah. yeah, I mean, so I think, you know, it kind of goes... Because Rolex never does, like, a limited edition. Yeah. It's not that... Uh, it's not... It's not <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you what watch that is available from Rolex boutiques now that is amazing that I absolutely love 
and it's probably the next watch I'd consider from Rolex. Um, not, not a perpetual calendar with <laughs> Quadra Tourbillon. No, they don't do that. <laughs> but but it's, uh, it's actually something, the idea of a watch like this kind of came to me from Felix. Um, and that was, you know, when Felix got his sub, he got a no-date sub. And for me, that was a bit, I mean, I, obviously, you know, we, we supported Felix with the decision. But uh, <laughs> but on in the front, but obviously thrashing him in, in the DM. But um, no, I'm joking. We, uh, you know, it was it was a good choice. But I always looked at watches like it had to have a date dial. Um, so I was okay. a bit surprised that he he went for a sub without a date dial. And mm. the idea of a watch without a date dial became so appealing to me. The more I was traveling and changing time zones and. And the fact that I don't have an annual calendar or a perpetual calendar. So, I mean, the whole appeal of having the date sort of started to die down. And that's thanks to Felix's, like, sub. Like, I started, like, seeing the appeal of it way more. Yeah, as, yeah, cool. Yeah, knowing he owned one. So, that, so, I, so right now, I love watches without a uh, date dial. I actually love mm-hmm. them. I love time onlys. Uh, I, I think they're so cool. Um, so, the watch that's really good is the new Oyster Perpetual 39 millimeter. So, it's, yeah, it's, 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 I knew you were Yes. It's it's a great watch. So let me tell you why. The thirty six has always sat a bit small on my wrist, and it's I okay. think this applies to a lot of a lot of guys who are used to forty millimeter watches. Sure. Um, so it's always sat a bit small, and I, you know I just felt like it wasn't the right look on me. So when they came out with thirty nine millimeter, I went to try it on, uh, and it just sits so well on the wrist. It's 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 not so big, not so small. It's just the perfect fit on your wrist. 39 is literally a magic number for me now. Yeah. And, this, and this new uh, uh, Oyster, Oyster Perp uh, 39mm, there's no date dial. Yeah. And I think it, it would be a great watch to wear every single day or when you're traveling. Yeah. Easy to change time zones. Uh, you don't have to worry about the date because you, know, you can just check your phone for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I think that's a great watch, and I think they're they're going for around four four and a half less around there for four retail, and you can literally walk in the boutique and there's there's like a blue face, a gray face, and yeah, purple face. I think they're great. I, yeah, I they really are. I really would recommend that as a Rolex as an entry level Rolex these uh, in this current climate when you can't get the other ones. You know, you can't yeah, yeah, you can't okay. even find subs anymore. By no, the way, you no, can't no. find a black sub. You can't nothing. No. When that first yeah. came out, I remember thinking that was outstanding because for me it was like the sensible progression from like the old sixteen oh ones and the old sixteen oh threes. Like when it was, I know I know it's kind of difficult saying a tool watch when you say it's four and a half grand, but in terms of where the world is now, as you said, that watch you can wear all day every day. You can wear it at work, you can wear it at parties, you can yeah, wear yeah. it swimming, you can wear it crying in your in your in your bedroom at night. You can just you can you can wear it at all times, <laughs> yeah. and it just yeah. fits. It just fits. The, it just yeah, fits the, the, depending on the dial color you go for, because obviously they do one in a green, and then they've got the grape dial. But if you, oh, the grape, the grape is nice. The, the, no, the grape one is the one I want. The, yeah, I like I, the grape dial. Yeah, no, the grape. So do I. So do I. I think it looks great. It sits so well, and it could it really go well with a shirt and a suit, and really go well with a t-shirt as well. I think Imagine it's just if you a, match the ma- a match the doll with like the same color suede strap or something. Oh, oh yeah, oh that'd be great. It'd be great. I think I think that's a great watch. So if anyone is listening to this and you know a bit torn on the Rolex situation, I think that's a watch I'm really aiming for as my next next timepiece. 
I can't um, believe you. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a really good. It's just a solid piece, piece, yeah, piece of like is. what because it's it's not like the day just. It's it's very. Mm. It's it feels very you know versatile. You know you mm. can you really can wear it all in all scenarios, all situations. Look, you can only buy the date just what forty one these days. Yeah, yeah there's nothing is... smaller than that, is there? On no, uh, not modern. Uh, not modern. Yeah. No, they don't make a brand new thirty-eight mil date No, just, no, no. They, they do. They do still supply the thirty-six date just. Do they? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Happy yeah. They do. They do. I mean, they do. If, uh, no, no. Of course, they, they'll never stop that with the Jubilee brace. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, my mate bought one. My mate bought a black dial. They, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They do still do that. That's um, a great one. Well, and but, but again, yes. you know, it's it's just Good too small. I think you know. I don't think it's a. For me, you know, I yeah, just, yeah. I just, it just doesn't sit the way I want it to sit. And I think mm-hmm. the, the day chest is great. I love it. It's one of my oh, favorite yeah. watches ever. Uh, I just think with the introduction of this 39, it's really win- winning both sides. Because I think the new 41, 40, 40, the 41, yeah, uh, the just, yeah. I mean, it's a great watch. Um, it, it's, but it's, it's big, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it, I mean, it's, well, it's it real. It's too big. You shouldn't have a day just more than 40. That's just... I've, I've, a, a guy at work wears one when he sits next to me. I mean, he's a big guy, so it doesn't look quite as bad, but it, it just doesn't look right. Like, you know when you see those awful Chinese fakes of, of like, Rolexes, and it's, like, yeah. 47 millimetres? It kind of just looks like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, it just, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't look right. Yeah. My, mate, no. my mate who's got the 36, you are right, you remind me, because basically he asked me, this was a few years ago, I remember doing some proper digging and he was like, I want the class one. I said, look, mate, Jubilee 36 mil of an Arabic dial. And he was a bit like, oh, is it not a bit small? He tried it on and it does look really good. And he's a professional rugby league player, so he's a big, chunky bloke. And <laughs> it does actually look really good. But I, I can see what you mean. Like, personal preference 36 is like a slightly niche end of the yeah, like 36, it, to be fair. No, no, I, I know you you both like, the, yeah, you guys yeah. would even probably go 33 even. But I, I definitely I would. Yeah, yeah I, would. I know, I know, I know. And, and a lot, it applies to a lot of people. And a lot of old vintage watches, I mean, like, you know, if you want to own some of the best perpetual calendars that Patek did, they're like 34 millimeters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, cool. I mean, of course, of course, they're, they're, they're great. It's a great size. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if, people. If, you, if you want to buy a, um, a Patek 96, so the kind of travels, an old one, they're 33, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and, and to our, and to whoever's listening to this, by the way, uh, Cal, yeah. Felix, and I, are not like you know we're not so good with our facts necessarily so we're not like know-it-alls <laughs> we're not like we're not like please don't compare us to the dinky or or wrist enthusiast i don't know i, I just yeah that yeah, up. yeah or any, anyone because we are much better than Hedinky. yeah, yeah. No, okay well we're much better at banter we're less better <laughs> yeah, we're less better at, at, at at uh you know at, at, at with the with the fact we're just we're just kind of just talking about uh things from the top of the top of our head and mm. uh, so later on if we if we make some mistakes with some of our facts we will definitely correct it i like this caveat this is a smart caveat i, th- I think it's very smart because yeah. <laughs> because the, the, the way that the way these are going where we just sort of ramble mistakes are going to happen oh yeah just, I, that just goes I mean that it's just it's just from the top of our head and sort of yeah, yeah. uh yeah, but i thing. think i think it's just more the you know the overview of the topic that we're trying to yeah yeah exactly. I, I do agree with you on all points mate yeah. I yeah. also agree with the fact that if you were, so let's say your three favourite modern Rolex, like, at least like you can in theory buy today, so you know, if you could go and buy a Pepsi, what would your three favourites be? 
Because well, right now, for me, it would definitely be Barista Perpetual. I, I, I know my grid. I know my grid. The steel sky dweller with the blue dial is oh, that's also great. definitely. That's a hell of a piece. The, well, those um, are still kind of accessible. They haven't gone that much up in value because they're already quite expensive. So well, you can, can, you, still, can you find it? Can you like? You can, I'm look, you can probably get it at, at AD for the for retail. You can probably uh, yeah, you can find. Well, you probably won't get a good discount or anything, but hmm. you'll get you can find those. Those I've are never more seen accessible. It in the flesh. No, I, I've, I've seen, I see a lot here. I think the appeal is a bit less because it's already in that sort of. 12 grand, 11 grand. Yeah, it's, uh, on there, isn't it? yeah. it's already there because it's, 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 it's a good complication uh, they've yeah, got on is. there. Um, then the third one for me is, again, it's, it's a controversial, but the, uh, the the white dial Daytona with the ceramic. I tried it on it, red bar. In, oh, that's a great one. They, they haven't fucked the signs up. It's still like 40, mm. if not 39. I think it's 40 mil juice, but it wears as like the older Daytonas do. Because I remember when yeah. I first saw it come out, I was like, that looks pretty big. When you actually put it on, it's really not, and it just fits perfectly. Like, it's that perfect level where it's sort of like it's under your shirt when it comes out. Everyone's like, oh, that's mint. But yeah. then it's like T-shirt. I, I think it's great, that watch. I think, I, I think two of mine are the same as yours. I'd also go with Perpetual. It's, I think entry-level Rolex, that's, that is, that's the one. That's yeah. where your money's yeah. best spent. I would also go for a Daytona, but not a conventional Daytona. Don't say that. No, I'm I'm, no, 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 I am. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I would go, and I know that you, platinum you two, baguette you two, diamonds. You two are going to hate me, and all of the people listening are going to hate me. I would go for the rainbow Daytona. Oh, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. It's my all right, Felix. Felix is like the least rainbow Daytona bloke I know. Like, he'll go yeah, far more rainbow Daytona. Oh man, I'd wear that watch. I'd probably Just wear the cheetah. I'd wear the cheetah Daytona to be honest. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, I'd wear the Cheetah Daytona with a cheaper print, like, T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and just walk around and tell people, like, I'm an African king. Uh, just tell, I'm like, <laughs> I, I would happily wear that. <laughs> no, I know what my third one would be. And um, Alex, AJW Watchers, who we saw on Wednesday, he has one. It's the two-tone... It's it's not the is it the root beer GMT? I think Hill guys talking about the yeah, yeah, the new that one. one. The new one, the chocolate the chocolate one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah, mm. all right. So it's my so list expensive though. It's what was it like fifteen grand? Eighteen oh, grand. That's well, then... heavy. Yeah, but mate, wait, I I said the rainbow day time. Well, that's yeah. like a quarter of a million of <laughs> Yeah, so my my oh, I have to say the oyster prep. Um yeah. The 39 millimeter because that's a, that's a new amazing entry watch. And the second one is going to make Felix have a boner, and it's the no no date black sub. I have to say oh, that's my second. Mate, I hate those watches. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably my least favorite road. No, honestly, I've after he got that, I started falling in love with that watch a lot, and I mm. think I'd like to own one one day. Um, it, wears it, too... it wears a lot smaller. Oh, it's just so... it is no, it I is. know, but it's 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 such a cool looking yeah. watch. Yeah, it's it just is. very symmetrical, and uh, and I think that would be just a great, like you know, sort of holiday watch. It's just see, a great, great, see, see, great piece. It's interesting you mentioned symmetry because that's actually why I didn't go for the. De- that's why I went for No Day because the the, yeah. the, the the symmetry of that dial is just perfect. But I just felt that the, the date window just it it yeah it yeah away from no, too I... much. I start feeling that, and my um, my third favorite uh, has to be the presidential 
uh, day dates um, in green. With green uh, leather. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I mean, yeah. the, these are three watches. I mean, of course, I'm a huge Daytona fan. That goes without being said. But I think there, I like too many Daytonas to, to put this on this list. But if I have to give all-time favorites right now, these mm. three are just really do it for me. Not yeah. So we're all relatively on the same yeah. on the same track. Also but what's interesting is no one at this point has said the Pepsi. The new Pepsi. No one's I don't not like the Pepsi. I've tried it on. It's not I don't it's like not excellent. And the fact that it's the fixed lugs yeah. really annoys me. I love the Jubilee. the new Jubilee. Yeah, the Jubilee's mint. But it's just wind me up that it's fixed. Yeah. And well you're you're better off buying the you're just better off buying the older one. For exactly. seven grand. Yeah. Yeah. Seven grand. And yeah. It's probably cooler. Yeah, it is cooler. It's original I mean, GMT Master. Yeah. I mean, fundamentally, I'd have a 1675 over. But the really old, would you have the really old ones? Yeah, um, we're not getting into oh, Baker No, no, because I, I couldn't wear it. Oh, I'd Jesus. Say, I don't yeah, it's just. I mean, it's... they are cool, but you, that's one you look at and you never touch. Yeah. It just, when I've tried one on, I've generally felt like it might break in my wrist. Whereas the oh, later I... ones, the 16710, <laughs> sorry, the 90s, yeah, they're, they're the ones. They're the ones. That's they're how I feel like every time I wear a 6263 Daytona. Yeah, it's exactly. feel, it, it feels like, it literally feels like if I were to bump into a wall, this watch would shatter right oh, now. Yeah. Like every part of it. It's those tinny bracelets as well. It's yeah. just like, oh, it's it ridiculous. It would, you'd be better off wearing it on like a piece of dental floss. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just... probably safer. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's why I think is um, Waco said was yeah, it? It's yeah. like he he bought the Gevrol. He has yeah. both, I but he wish. never wears he never wears the full noon. Just wears the Gevrol. I wish time. I bought a Gevrol yeah. Tribeca. I saw one go ago. for like twelve hundred quid a few years ago, and now I'm like three and a half grand. Well, does he actually wear that? Yeah, 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 yeah he, he said he said in an interview, he's like, I wear it all the time because he just doesn't want to wear the Paul Newman outside. <laughs> yeah, but you need to own the Paul Newman to do that. I think. Yeah, I think, you, I think if you've got a, if you've got, oh, a, yeah, if yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. a bit of, if you've got a Paul Newman belt, and uh, yeah. I think yeah, that's the that's the perfect thing to do is to get a gavel because that's well, as close as you're gonna get. To be honest, if you own a, if you own any Paul Newman, you can wear a fake Chinese hublot. That's true. And, or and Daniel just, Wellington. Or Daniel Wellington. Yeah, or Daniel Wellington, and just say, <laughs> look, mate, I don't need to wear a nice watch. Yeah. I just yeah, have yeah, a better one at home. This is for my daily use. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. No, it's true. Completely agree. That's good. Uh, yeah, we've we've had a, we've had a pretty serious conversation. I like this. Look, me and Felix were just drunk and just chatting, chatting for an hour last time. We've got some. No, but I think I think these conversations. I, I mean, I think every podcast we do, it, you know, we we really want to just sort of speak, you know, off off the top of our heads. You know, Correct. we don't we don't we don't really want it to be too artificial. I think, and as we go, I think you. <laughs> Their podcasts are slightly structured, should we say? Mm. Yeah, ours has no structure. No, zero. Uh, oh, no, but I think not at all. if we're uh, if we've got fifteen minutes left, I think one thing. Well, we, want... we don't have to have fifteen minutes left because I thought because I haven't yet figured out how to record for more than sixty minutes, we could always get up to about fifty-five-ish, and then sort of finish the conversation we're having, and then as soon as that finishes then just start recording another one and then just sound just put the intro music in the middle and just just roll it over if if because okay. if because i mean look i don't know about you but i'm having a bloody great time uh, of course and yeah. i don't want to stop it just because the oh yeah same this app are like no 60 minutes that's all you get yeah no i think <laughs> you should do that no, I said yeah no I, th- I think we do that 
I mean, yeah. I don't know what else to talk about, but I think between well, the three this, of us, this, I can this, is what I, this is what I was going to talk about because me and Felix have talked about this before this podcast here, um, and we think, okay, you definitely have something to say on this. Is um, what Tudor are going to do at Basel World? Because to be honest with you, right. Tudor for the last few years <laughs> got bankrupt. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're doing pretty well, aren't they? No, I'm well, joking. Fifty-eight. I mean, I, do, I, I just think that. Uh, that that, that Tudor Pepsi, by the way, is still so affordable. You can literally get it for three grand now. You can yeah, just get it. It is big. It's not as great as I wanted it to be. It it's is chunky. It's like, it is it's chunky. Like 30, yeah, but Black Bay is meant to be chunky, to be honest, guys. It's the, it's the same size like... as the Black Bay. It's the same size. Yeah. 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 No, it is. No, exactly. it's, 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 it's me- it's a, yeah, you're meant to wear it over a wetsuit, not within a suit. But yeah, don't know. Yeah. The point I was going to say was the last couple of years... I've always been more excited about what Tudor, Tudor, what Tudor put out than Rolex because I know that Rolex yeah. is going to be a very slight change on the old story. Whereas Tudor, you just never going to make something crazy. Yeah. And last year they didn't disappoint. So they did bring out. Well, the... Tudor, Tudor. I always look at Tudor as like the experimental division of Rolex. Yeah, correct. And, correct. and so, like, from what I think, what you can get from Tudor is you can see that they're with the, with my, with, for example, my Black Shield. They made a PVD watch that looks like the Daytona. Yeah. Um, I think that's going in a direction where they're going to do something crazy with the Daytona and they're going to introduce a new metal. This is, this is, exactly, this yeah. is exactly what I said to Felix beforehand. I said, yeah. imagine if they did a steel fast rider in whacked on an exotic dial. So basically, essentially just made like a new Paul Newman homage with the yeah. fast rider. That would be mad. And they put it on the rivet bracelet that they put on the new black bays like the oh, that, uh, I would have to buy some yeah. new trousers. Oh, that would be yeah. insane. But I, I, whether they have to do that, I don't know. But I think the fact that they haven't done anything with the Fast Rider family for like a good uh, couple of years. Like they haven't done anything. Yeah, with a good it. two two years they've not done much. I mean they introduced the in house movement, is I think, it, with one with it, one with is it, yeah. as as that. I don't feel like I've, I've seen any new Fast Rider stuff for like years, uh, they, years. they did the white and black one and I think they introduced I forgot that was in house uh, yeah oh no, no it's not it's not it's not it's not but uh, I was going to say because uh, then they'd have to make their own chronograph oh, no because chronogra- they did in the bloody um, the black the heri- chronograph heritage and that's their in house movement isn't it <coughs> didn't they am I, am, I remember, am I remembering correctly that a while ago um, Breitling and Tudor struck up a deal to share movements and one of the movements that Tudor got from that was yeah, what do you a mean chronograph. ETA? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, well, it counts. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We've the, decided uh, to share ETA movements with each other. We'll buy it cheaper because we'll buy more. But, yeah. The, um, yeah. Well, no, the, the B01, that Brightly in house movement, came out the same time that the Black Bay's in house movement came out. Illuminati. I think it was. No, I think, I it think, was, I think they, they the, were sharing R&D or something. Yeah. But that, I swear the, the Black Bay chronograph, I swear that's an in-house movement. I don't give know. It, give it a good, I think it might. I'll give but it the only problem with that, that's got give lateral chronograph hands on it, whereas the fast rider has the horizontal chronograph, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Okay, you know the chronograph hands on your fast rider? The chronograph what? You know the chronograph sub-registers, they're, yeah. they're lateral instead of yeah. vertical, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I a mean, different that, movement. Yeah, no, it is. It's a di- it's a different from most because uh, it's all Valjus. Um, the Val the Valjus are usually vertical. Most yeah, them, yeah, right? but there's there's two in there. There's one the Valjus seven fifty is the vertical one. Like in my time, seven seven sixty is the is that the, the, the horizontal hor- one? Yeah, that's the one yeah. I have. Because that, that's um, the one you've got there. Yeah. 
Okay, so here we go. So the in the new Black Bear chronograph, the movement is a modified B01, which Tudor have just branded an MTB5813. So, but is that not the Breitling movement? Yeah, so it's yeah, the okay. B01 that Tudor then have taken, and what they've done is they've just put a free-sprung adjustable mass balance and used the silicon balance spring. And that's, that's all they've done. Silicon balance springs, exactly. Well, exactly, it's not that impressive anymore. And then it has a 45-minute rather than 30-minute chronograph register, and that's the only difference. Mm. So, yeah, basically, they've just taken it and rebranded it. So, I mean, maybe if this year they do bring out a fast rider, I mean... A steel fast rider would be... I think a steel fast rider on a brace would be insane. I think that would be absolute chaos. That would would definitely be cool. Not that they've been rumouring a lot, but that's not what they've been hinting at. Yeah. I think, and I don't... If what they have been showing is to be believed, I think they are going to do a um, a modern Tudor sub because of the stuff they've been posting on their Instagram. Well, you mean a black bear? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. see, 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 that is, that is exactly my point because they, they, they put up a photograph, zoomed in, that macro shot of a a triangle, slightly photinered. Um, hour marker on a Mac dial and mm. they've been a couple of other things so to me that screams to you know to the sub but I think well actually what you know you already as you said you've already got that you've got the black bay line it would just be completely superfluous Where, where's this macro shot Felix what of the of the arrow yeah uh, the thingy marker um, for the listeners I'm on Tudor's Instagram trying to find this let me let me find it. It yeah. was um it was definitely on there because um, I know that the one that Felix is also about is when they basically just uploaded a photo of an old snowflake and just said, but they didn't really say much. They just gave a photo of an old snowflake, which I can see Felix's point is a little bit strange. Like why would they do that? And oh, yeah. they were gonna, uh, it's always it's always a bit yeah. of a tease. It's, yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay, look at this. I'm gonna I'm gonna send this. I'm gonna send this. I am I'm, I'm looking at it on their page. Uh, have you got you know the one the triangle? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, I can see what I mean. It says what next, two months ago. That does look like they're going to throw in. Yeah, well, there, there are lots, of, obviously, the, the comments are, are rich with people's predictions. Some people are saying sub with Dome Sapphire. Some people are saying. Tudor sub. The... I mean, but do you remember Tudor did the Submariner? Like, they've done it before. The mm-hmm. old Tudor Submariner. It's yeah. a great watch. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what this one bloke said? A Tudor mill sub with snowflake hands. Oh, oh, wow. oh take my money. Well, take, f- f- find me some more money and then you yeah. can have it. <laughs> take my finance. <laughs> take, take my 12-month installment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pay, yeah. 0% finance. <laughs> oh, that would be dangerous. So I, I generally do get more excited about Tudor in a run-up than... Um, than many other brands. I mean, Amiga now and again, I'm excited to see what they do, but I know it's going to be Speedmaster of some sort. Which it's going to be a free, yeah, as we spoke about it's last gonna, week. It's, it's, it's going to be a 3-2-1 Speedmaster, that's what it's going to be. But, oh, yeah. Oh, that was the, great. That was a great shot by, by Amiga. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Doing that 3 it, two, one Yeah, if they put it in the same case that they relaunched on that trilogy set, i.e. like 39 mil old school, oh, yeah. into the broad arrow hands of 3 two, one they basically modernised the infamous moon watch. The original watch, sick, the original yeah. moon watch. Yeah. That'd I mean, really it would great. be, that, that is predictable, but I think they, I, think I don't think that's out of the realms of possibility. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, yeah. It, it's a weird world we live in because you said that it feels like, I imagine, oh, how I imagine it felt like in the 80s 
when all these watch brands were slowly dying out and everyone was trying to come up with just absolutely crazy game-changing shit. And I feel like that's sort of what's going on right now. All these brands yeah. are like scrambling to come up with something new and something cool, which I'm so all for. Oh yeah, I'm all for seeing something crazy. So. I mean, it's a bit of competition that's going on. You know, it's, it's yeah, exactly. The competition yeah. is getting a bit more fierce in the scene. Um, so I think I mean it's it's healthy because I think it, you know it it makes the brands become a bit more creative. Yeah, and I think the creative creativity you know you're seeing from a lot of really cool brands, and I think you know especially when you look at you know the hypercar equivalent of watches, you see a lot of creativity coming out there. You, know, yeah. you look at Uworks, you look at MBNF. That is true. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, look at, yeah. you look at the Richard Mills. FP. Uh, these, yeah. these, these are watches that are, uh, I think that, you know, they really changed the game um, in I terms was... of... Sorry, continue, no, man. So, no, sorry, I, I didn't want to interrupt. I, um... No, no, please, 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 please continue. So my, I, I understand what you mean about brands having to, you know, get more creative to stay sort of competitive and i think uh, one of the big drivers of that is micro brands because micro brands oh, yeah. are occupying a really interesting space where they just do what they want to do and the, and and obviously because they're not established brands they don't care about you know um you know keeping their existing customers happy they just do what they want and hope people buy it and i think that the success of micro brands like ming and companies like that is making the brands in the next price bracket up and you know, getting into Amiga, Tudor territory, it's probably making them go, shit, actually, we need to start, you know, doing some cool stuff because we are getting to the point where we are competing with, you know, some of these more... Uh, Absolutely. Bigger, ...bigger scale microbes. I mean, if you think about, if you look at Rolex even, Rolex is like, past decade, they've done nothing different. This is what I mean. It's only... I mean. Yeah, and it's only these past few years where the, the, the landscape of the watch market is becoming a bit more... Uh, competitive and complex. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's, it's. They've, they've definitely been. Uh, be, yeah, who's, who's, who's opening a rapper? What is going on there? <laughs> that is so loud. Well, yeah, because the... no, yeah, when we were, when I was listening back to the episode we filmed last week, um, every like ten minutes or so, I just hear that sound because my ring was catching on the table. Oh god! Like, uh, it's so sensitive. Uh, the audio. No, so... it is super sensitive. Like, the oh, listeners are going to hear Cal, Cal opening his Twinkie. Like... <laughs> is that euphemism? Yeah, well, you really can't do that at the table. I we, be don't, we don't know what Twinkie is. <laughs> oh, that's an American little thing. I'm not even American, but it's a, it's a, it's a little, it's a little uh, thing that has a wrapper. Everything's in the UK, you know that. Everything's great oh, yeah. weather. Yeah. How's Brexit going, guys? How's oh, I, I, mate, I've, I'm so done. My it's a no, no I, deal, right? No, uh, did no. Felix, did you vote for Brexit? I think you did. Are you, are you mad? No. Yeah, Felix, God, no. you look like you look like. A, yeah, Brit, Britain's better off doing it alone. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm I, I, I don't know. I don't know, Felix. <laughs> no, I'm about for for the viewers, for, for the listeners, actually, because we're not recording this. Felix and I have never met face to face. Actually, <laughs> we we have we have been doing the Unheralds for what three years? Yeah, like, I, and I came to London. Met twice i think in that period yeah. and yeah felix was just not around in those both those periods no he was living in reading and, at the time Ooh. oh yeah yeah he was, he was reading reading at, yeah i think he was reading at the time uh that's yeah, the yeah. and uh 
so yeah, Felix, I don't know what you voted for, mate. So you're gonna need to tell me. <laughs> I've also realized this is the first extended conversation that we've had that isn't over text. Mm. Yeah, no, it's Ground, great. Groundbreaking stuff on the pod. It is, yeah. This yeah. is so exciting. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, well, it's good. It's good to know that we still get along. Uh, well, verbally. Not exactly. It'd be awkward. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, my my text Cal after this life. <laughs> So, just to just to give you a bit of background, I voted to remain. Um, oh, so great. I'm, I'm I'm very unhappy. I don't know what implications it has on the watch market. Uh, is it watches going to become more expensive? Maybe. I mean, if they put import tax on European goods, in theory, the Swiss and German stuff could do. In theory. Yeah. Well, yeah. You. Mm. I mean, they've already been taxed. They've already been taxed. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean. But there's already VAT. There's already yeah, VAT, VAT yeah. yeah, but I don't know if there's going to be anything extra attached to it. It, well, just it just depends to... on uh, what, get... what uh, trade deals Mrs. May manages well, to, uh, well, to to conjure up. But I, somehow I don't think that the Swiss watch industry is going to be at the forefront of her concern. Probably. I'd like to think it would be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no. I, haven't even, yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> that's priority number one. It's a big no. mess here, can't it? All, all, oh, it's, the, it's a shit sandwich. Yeah, all, all the contracts we're engaging in in have caveats for if all those tits are after Brexit, our contingency covers where well, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, oh, it's pretty weird, it's pretty weird time. It's a weird time. So as we've taken a bit of a digression and we are at 58 minutes, I think this is a good time to finish this recording and then start the next one and carry on a bit of conversation. If people fancy we could what do. we talk about, who knows? But I don't know if there's anything else that anyone wants to speak about, but we might as well try. I feel like I've covered all the topics I want to cover in this, to be fair. Uh, no, we, 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 we can do another session, like another 20 minutes maybe, just just talking about random stuff, to be honest. We, you know, we, so you can just try recall. We, we, what's recall? Isn't that what me and you had to do at the start of each day? <laughs> what? Me, roll call. Oh, roll call. <laughs> no, it's a, a, a roll call. I, <laughs> no, yeah, Cal, yeah. that was called a retake, and you have to do that for your A levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't no. do any retakes. Ah, uh, BS, I, mate. You retook your ASs. Don't lie. I, did, I remember. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, wait, no, I did. I did. I took three, I took three full well. ASs. I think I did retake one of my ASs. I think All right. Can you guys call me back? Let's Let's continue this. Okay. You just recall me, yeah. But we've yeah, got so... an hour of good, good, good stuff there. Um, yeah. Good, good chat. Good chat. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Good. End good of part stuff. One. End of part, part one. one. Yeah. Over. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed the second episode of the podcast and the first one with Ilkay in. Um, despite the fact that we were hinting at doing another session, we decided actually that we were getting to a point of. Of, uh, of rambling on a bit and getting a little bit too political for our liking, uh, even though it was loosely related to watches. Uh, so we actually decided to uh, to end it there. Um, so thank you again for listening. Um, we felt like it was a good podcast. Carrie uh, covered some good topics. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Um, we will be back again next week. And uh, we have now got the approval for the podcast episodes to be released on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, along with a couple of others so we are now going to share those links uh, with everyone and um, and yeah th- that was sort of what we were waiting for really we wanted to get a couple filmed before uh, sorry a couple recorded before posting um, but now that we've got them on the two mainstream platforms um, yeah we're going to be sharing them up so uh, let us know what you think um, follow us on the Instagram 
And, uh, and as always, don't forget to watch this space.